And we're live. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Isaac Boys Podcast. Dwayne the Ghost, alongside Dwight Terrorizing. And we're here to bring you another episode. Episode 38. Eight. Episode 38. I think, I mean, no us on that, but it might be 38. I think so. Yeah, we've been trucking along, knocking these out, and um, people are digging it, so. You guys keep digging it. We keep putting them out. Um, this week, uh, quite the rough week for me. I know rough, but this uh, it's a lot going on. Playing doctor, I guess. Mm-hmm. Wife had surgery um, last week, so been dealing with that. Being you know, doctor, nurse, you know, getting everything for her. Shout out to Anita. Get well soon. Yeah, all that stuff. So. That's predominantly my week. Did some gaming, of course, on Monday, Tuesday, but outside of that, I haven't done a whole lot of gaming, unfortunately. Well, I mean, we, we did do a, a live uh, the other day. We did a live. Which, you know, we uh, kind of discussed all our, you know, what's going on with the giveaway and mm-hmm. how people can be part of it and and kind of let people know about Stream Team. Because I think there's still a lot of people that don't, I'm not, they're not too sure about Stream Team or not familiar with Stream Team. Mm-hmm. But that is a program that we have going on to help um, local streamers, and it's it's been rocking. We've been we've been doing some good work. I like the the feedback back and forth between us and the streamers. I like, you know, it's a good group of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see it expanded. I'm moving into November, but plenty of time for that. Yep. And, um, Actually, um, I did see another potential person. Um, that someone that joined the Discord, um, Monet. Mm-hmm. Oh, she, she streams. She streams, right? yeah. So I was thinking. Oh, it should be perfect, actually. Yeah, to cover you know, certain other demographics uh-huh. that we're not covering. So, yeah. That could be something in the future. Well, not even in the future, like in the very near future. Yeah. Like. I mean, there, there is one ma- major streamer that I've been meaning to contact. I just haven't really spoken to him yet, but I, I, I did recently tell him that I'm going to talk to him again, and I still haven't done it yet. But, but I'm definitely going to. We do that after we're done here. Yeah. But yeah, it's cool, man. Just getting, just kind of look, just kind of getting all local streamers together and feedback back and forth. And I think if you know if the person I have in mind, if 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 he if he's on board, you know he's been streaming for a long time. He he would bring a lot of value to the table in terms of helping the younger generation of streamers. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. he's been streaming for a while. So even if well. I'll let, I'll let him decide his level of participation, and we'll go into that off here. But yeah, um, mm-hmm. things are rocking, and um, yeah, things are definitely rocking. People are loving the 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 stream team. People are actually pretty excited. Uh, surprisingly, this is a much bigger deal than I thought it would be. But um, the um the additional colors for the t-shirts. Oh yeah, even here. People are digging it. People want it like now. People have been um. I guess, I mean, because I mean, we, we've gotten the feedback that we wanted, yes, but I didn't know it was this big of a deal. But yeah, apparently people want the, the new colors in the tees. So Keep in mind, people, it's going to be a limited run, so yep. it's not going to be like a permanent thing. But I mean, it, it, could. it may end up being because of how popular it is, but it's, it's initially the idea is to bring it as a limited run. A limited run, yeah. So, so. 
So yeah, definitely look out for that. I know a lot of people are anticipating it, and they're 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 you know hitting me up, get already putting in their orders and all kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, yes, you know, hang on, <laughs> it's not out yet, you know, yeah, it's not, it's not a thing yet. Mm-hmm. That's good. I mean, has the buzz around it, as you know, people people wanna rock the VIVN in, in different colors. So I mean, well, people even in suggesting colors and stuff, which I try to shut down as much as I can. Yeah. Because, again, we, we we're not trying to just throw all our money in, in apparel and just have it sit in there. So, And people people understand the apparel businesses. There's a lot of waste in the apparel business, um, which is why we're not an apparel company. We, you know, we, we have T-shirts that, you know, can help represent the brand and, you know, create the fandom and, you know, create some revenue. But at the same time, to put all our money in, because, yeah, again, VIVN is it's a small operation right now. And to tie up a lot of our budget with just apparel is not the not the best move for us. Yeah, right? not cost effective. <clears throat> not, I mean, granted, yes, we would love to have the VIVN logo T-shirts in every color, every color in the rainbow. You name it, we would love to have that. But at the same time, there is you know a lot of people that may like pink. There's a lot of people that may not like pink. Mm. People that may like yellow. People asking for yellow may not like yellow. So, it's, I, I it's yellow would be the worst color. <laughs> it's not on brand, but yeah. but yeah. But again, and not only, but again, we, these are the t-shirts that we have, you know, coming out. But there's also additional designs that we also already have in the pipeline. Long time now. A long, yeah, almost years now. And yeah, these are gonna be like limited runs as well. But again, these are these are gonna be rolled out. I forgot about those. You still have you those? Did, of course you? I do. Yeah, those are gonna be rolled out. Kind of when they need to, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Just like just like the color tees, I think. You know, the time right now is, is right for the color tees, and then the others will get rolled out, you know, as need be. But we, we again, we can't just throw all our money in all these designs. I completely forgot about those. Things get wasted. We don't want that. We, we yeah. can't afford waste right now. So yeah, I mean, one thing I will say about us, we, I mean, not to our own horn or anything, but we, we've definitely, I think, we're getting better with marketing. Um, for anybody who's ever started their own company or ever started their own thing, you know, marketing is such a big thing and it's a challenge. It's 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 challenging. We we didn't start off real great. We're still not great by any stretch of the imagination. But you know, I've, I've definitely when I'm thinking back, there's been a huge growth we've been making. You know, when to roll things out, how to market things. You know, you know, we, we, there's still areas where we could get better with. And um, it's the next thing. I mean, I hope. <coughs> people would do I don't know if they're doing it or not but like everything every time we put something out and stuff and we ask for feedback we only get positive feedback and I I don't accept that mm. you know what I mean I don't think that everything that we're doing is so great I, I, I don't I don't believe that yeah there is there is stiff there's stuff that we're doing that, that is not great and, and we need to know so I beg anybody please you know I appreciate the great feedback you know Yes, do great, positive, keep it up. I appreciate all that, you know, and I, all that is necessary to know that we're doing the right thing. But I'm not one of these people that don't believe in criticism. There's a lot of people that, you know, wants everybody to get a participation trophy. And I'm I'm definitely not one of those. Mm -hmm. If we suck, I want to hear that, hey, you guys suck at this. Like, I I don't look at that as that's bringing us down or like, Mm -hmm. that's why we should stop doing what we're doing. I don't look at it like that. I look at it as, you know, areas where we can improve, areas for growth. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. So I definitely need more of that. So, especially coming from from our audience, uh, it, it's it's very important for us to get the right criticism. You know, yes. As far as you know, if there's things that we're not doing well, it would it would be good for us to know these things, and and that way we can respond to these things, as opposed to just pumping out you know whatever whatever we want and it's just you know being either hits or miss. Because we we have put out a lot of stuff and. Some stuff were hits, some stuff were miss. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of those miss could have been caught if we got the right feedback. True. So Yeah. I don't mean, be afraid. Don't yeah. By all means, and this is this is from everybody, you know. I mean the thing is like <clears throat> if we get if we get negative feedback from people that don't enjoy our content or don't act like they don't even listen or to any of our content or watch any of our content, it's it's pointless because they they they're not in it. They don't they don't know what they're saying. Yeah. But if we get the negative feedback from people that actually listen to the podcast, people that actually are on, mm. are, is a supporter, people that are play the supporter games, they do the UFC pick. I mean, you know, if, if we get yeah. feedback from people like that are well indulged in our in our content, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure I used that word wrong, but um, you know, I, it, it would be greatly, like, greatly more appreciated. Definitely, you know. So definitely. Give us your, your feedback. Yeah. And, and that's a lesson to anyone, too, as well. You know, don't be afraid of criticism because yeah, that's how you grow. That's how you, you know, mature. I think a lot of times because of how things have probably been put out in the media where people are like, you know, you know, people call, people that give them criticism, naysayers or whatever. Mm-hmm. A lot of millennials are like, you know, well, if somebody's hate, you know, they're just a hater. Yeah. And that narrative has been put out for too long. For too long, and it, it, and it, it, it it's hurting people that could benefit from f- exactly one hundred learning from criticism. One hundred percent. Not everyone's a hater. Not everyone's a hater. You know, it's, you, it's, you if you're getting criticism, make sure it's from the right sources, and actually, actually listen to what the criticism is. Yeah. Look at it from their perspective. You know what I mean? And that would determine whether or not you should improve on what they say you need to improve on, or where you should like, listen to them at all, because. Yeah. You know, if you if you if you look at it from their perspective and you see, okay, this is how they're looking at it. You know, maybe they don't like, you know, let's say if you, let's say you're a recording artist and there are people, someone says they don't like your style of music or whatever. Look at okay, what type of music does that does that person listen to? Mm-hmm. What you know, is their uh, mindset when it comes to you know that type of music you know yeah. different things like that to that look genre, into yeah. that genre yeah. different things like that is what to look into before you <coughs> accept the criticism yeah um, or or even not so just, just just listen to their perspective and then you can understand <coughs> where they're coming from and whether or not that means anything to you you know what I mean it's yeah. it's, 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 it's a it's, it's probably the best thing you could do when it comes to growth paying attention to criticism and growing from that, yeah. Because if somebody, if if you're walking around with a booger in your nose, and people are telling you, "Dude, you don't look good because you got a booger in your nose," but all you're hearing is, "I don't look good," and you're thinking, "Oh, this person's hating on the way I look," <laughs> instead of paying attention to, "Look, you got a booger in your nose." Get, you you can change that. You can address. It's a that. simple fix. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But if you don't pay attention to that, you know you're, you're gonna be walking around the whole day with a booger in your nose. So, it's a good analogy to use. Just you know, cr- criticism isn't a bad thing. Yeah. And not everyone's a hater. So. Not everyone's a hater. Just be mindful of your criticism. But yeah. Coming in hot with the good ideas today. Yeah. But yes. uh, 
There you go. Yeah, but, uh, my, my weekend was, um, yeah, eventful in, in an uneventful way, I would say. But uh, what, what about you? What did you got? Well, this weekend we've been partying. It's been my, my stepdaughter's uh, oh, yeah, that's right. birthday. Yeah, we did that, yeah. I kind of feel like I've been in, st- I'm still kind of in party mode where we're just kind of eating and drinking all day and just doing whatever. Doing whatever. I, I'm, <clears throat> it's not a bad, I, I like to, to be in that state for a while sometimes, but it becomes unproductive. Because mm-hmm. I feel like there's been days gone by and I haven't really accomplished anything. Which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it could be when you're trying to build a brand. So yeah, it's been, and when you're trying to lose weight, I'm, I'm, I'm just putting it on now. Yeah. I have accepted that the past few days, I'm gonna have to do something the next few days because the past few days- Very I'm counterproductive. Very counterproductive. And pe- people don't, I look at weight differently. People look at, <clears throat> look, look at how, how much you weigh now. I don't look at weight that way. I look at what have I done in the past few days and what the next couple of days is probably gonna look like for me because of what I did in the past few days. Yeah, just the right way to look at it. Because definitely, the drinking and the eating and then what you're eating and then what time of the night and it's the next few days is not going to be very good for me unless I do something about it right now yeah. uh, unless I start burning all those calories it's going to be I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look completely different <laughs> so yeah so we've been doing that and then of course this uh, this week or last week I should say Watch Dogs came out Watch Dogs Legion came out yep. we, we kind of touched on it in our last week this episode, but yeah, now it's here. It's official. It's, it's out. Official and it's out, and we've been getting some hands on with it. I really like the game. It, it, it it's it's imp- it's actually impressed me. In some ways, and in some ways, I, I wish they, 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 there are some of course areas they can do better. There's areas they could do better, um, but, but there's a lot of things that they did really well. For what they say, the game was going to be, and it, it's actually it's actually that. And more so, more so, in a lot more ways than people would think, more, or, or more more ways than I would I would have thought. Mm-hmm. Because for the I guess we touched on it, but I'll just ramp again. For those of you who don't know, pretty much, <clears throat> it's uh, a game where literally everyone that you see in the game is a playable character. You can recruit anyone that you see. In the on, game. on your squad, and you can play as that. Person. Even the enemies that you're fighting, everyone. everybody, every henchman, every anybody, and they, they even took it a step further where there's relationships. Mm-hmm. Each character is related to somebody, is friends with somebody, they hang out with somebody, they dislike somebody, um, yeah. cousins, niece, you know, nephews, brother. grandmothers, lovers. I found out one of my characters was gay, and I didn't even know that. <laughs> I was walking on the street and I was like, "Oh, this is this is his lover." And I was like, "His what?" And there was another guy and I was like, "I didn't know I, I didn't know that." But yeah. So it's, it, it, the game's very cool, man. I, I really like I really like the game cuz it like you you can get so much value out of just walking the street and just scanning people to see, you know. It I don't know, it, it's a weird thing cuz like it, it's kind of something I do in real life. Well, mm. I look at people I'm like, Oh, like I, I what's wonder your story? what's your story because mm-hmm. everyone has a story so for somebody like me I definitely in, I like this game because like there would be times where I'm playing this game and I'm literally walking the streets and I'm scanning every single person every single person I see he's getting their story because in the game there's like literally millions of characters you know what I mean mm-hmm. and death affects without exaggeration without, and, and, and death affects people too because then people when you, when you scan them they're like oh they're going to mourn the death of somebody and 
For all you know, that could be someone that you, that you killed, like a henchman or somebody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's, there's there's different things to to look at, and it makes me play the game differently because I, I don't yeah. like I don't like to go around killing people in this game. Yeah, because it's, it's it's one of those games like because of the whole relationship thing. It it, it eliminates the whole you know when you're playing GTA. You know, people that play GTA, we all play GTA. You know, mm-hmm. just for the heck of doing crazy stuff and seeing the most stars you can get and all that and but how long you can last but you how long you can last just killing people but with this you, you can't do that you can't do that because all those people you're killing have relationships with people and some of the people could be even be in your, your own crew mm-hmm. so it, it makes you take into consideration you know everyone that you actually do kill in the game or do you know beat up or whatever the case is because all, all that takes into effect like you, you beat someone up with like you know it could be someone's brother and now this person hates you know mm. hates your crew so. yeah it's very interesting how it's very interesting it, 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 it makes you play the game a, a lot different than I thought I would have been playing it so like and, and, I, and, I, and I, I they're smart because I'm, I was like when you look at the game and you, they're giving you all these non-lethal guns I'm like the guns look cool but they're non-lethal like why are they putting these in the game but yeah I get it because yep. you, you want to be you want to you want to use you want to use like submachine guns and shotguns and stuff like that but you probably don't want to kill people, so that's your. No, granted, not, not to say that there's not real guns in the no, game. Exactly, I was about to say there are you there know are actual guns. guns in the game, so you can actually go on a killing spree if you want. But you're gonna affect a whole community of people, mm-hmm. um, and not in the best way either. So it's yeah, uh, it's a great game. There's, there's there's so much. Like I, when I first started the game, like there was a, a guy I wanted to recruit to my cause. My my crew, by the way, is super awesome. I really wish I'm, I'm going to go more into that in a little bit. But there's a guy I wanted to recruit, and I was like, okay. But he was uh, he was like, I was, I was in a mission at the time, and he was one of the guards or whatever. And you know, it was my, my first time playing the game, and so the, the mission ended up going rough, roughly. Like it wasn't going as planned, and he, you know, me and this guy had to cross paths, and we were fighting, so I had to kick the shit out of him. And he ended up not liking us, and I was like, "Oh crap!" But you know, when it comes to the recruiting process, like he knows that I'm part of that crew, so he's like, "Now he doesn't like that crew." So I'm trying to recruit him for that crew, so it's like it doesn't work. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, and then you know, in order for me to recruit him now, I need to get better technology. So now I get the better technology. I'm like, okay, let me deep dive into his profile, see what's going on with him, blah blah blah. I'm looking. I'm seeing. Okay, he hangs out with. He's, he's, right now he's hanging out with such and such like as a friend of his at this bar so I'm like okay let me go check let me go check him out because at the time when I was doing the mission I was wearing a mask so I figured he didn't know my identity but so I, I went to roll up in, in the in the you know bars just to see how they interact you know see if maybe you know I can try to talk to them whatever he recognized me immediately and now I'm in a position where him and his boy is now trying to beat the shit out of me <laughs> by myself in the middle of a bar and what I ended up doing is now it made his boy not like me. Which, in, in retrospect, I should have just tried to contact his friend. Because that could have swayed him. But now they both don't like me, and I was like, hated. And once, once you reach the hate state, it's, it's forever. You can't, you can't come it's back to that. It's unreversible. So unreversible. There's different degrees of dislike. Mm-hmm. So there's somebody who's like, man, it's kind of dislike. There's two thumbs down where they're like, you know, they really dislike you. And then there's the hate. Mm-hmm. Once, they, once you reach once the hate. Once you reach hate. That's it. That's it. But yeah, my crew is, uh, and, and and I like the freedom the game gives you, because you can yeah. recruit again. You can recruit anybody. Mm-hmm. You can dress them up how you want. 
each person brings different skills to the table. You can recruit only people with certain skills, you know, to, to do what you to get get what you need done. Mm-hmm. So, you know, given all this freedom, I was I was very torn of how how what, what kind of crew would I have. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just I stumble upon maybe I should not that I'm racist or anything because I'm not. I was like, let me just do an all black crew. Just all black people, um, but in a different light, like you know. All wearing suits, all high class. Oh, uh, you can. There is some shades of Wakanda in there. That kind of pride, you know. Mm-hmm. Kind of African. African pride, you know. Kind of, you know, just to just to make it because, you know, you can recruit anybody, and you could, you know, have it. If I need this person, I can grab that person. Do that. If I need this person, I can grab it. But I figured I'd give myself a little more difficulty, having limitations on who I recruit. Because you can recruit anybody, mm. so why not? You know, make it a little difficult. Like, I've seen many people in the game that have the skills that I need, but because they're not black or they don't really fit the profile of the, the group that I'm trying to build, I have to let them go, and it it makes it that much difficult. But it also makes it that much fun and challenging, mm. and makes it more rewarding when you do pull off what you need. Then, mm. so the one thing that surprised me about the game initially on initial initially is when the game starts and you have to select your character that page is always random mm-hmm. they give you a slew of people to pick from and it's always randomly generated mm-hmm. and the character that I saw was like there was like literally a guy it was like he looks like he, he looked like he was African or Jamaican or something it's a black guy with a beard skinny he had this you know whatever you call that African hat I forgot what it's called like a Congo hat Kinda. not a Congo hat it's like a it's an African hat it's a you wear it with a dashiki, pretty much. It's like yeah, that type yeah. of hat. I don't know. He's wearing that, and he's a he, he was a he was a doctor. He's like a medical professional. I was like, oh, okay, interesting looking guy. Now, of course, there was all these other characters you could pick from, you know, that were you know your stereotypical. Some were like you could you could look at it as your stereotypical, you know, who you want your main character to be, you know, mm. uh, better looks, maybe younger age, more athletic, you know. But I settled on this guy. It's an older guy, you know. Black guy, beard. You know, I was like, yeah, he he could be like the founding father. So like, I, I initiated with him. And the first thing that that surprised me was his accent, because he had a Jamaican accent, a, pre- a decent one. It's not, you know, the in video games Jamaican accents are a little bit rough, but this in this game, probably has the, the best Jamaican accents I've heard in any game. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is areas where like sometimes it doesn't sound. You could tell a person's trying, but. More often than not, it's 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 acceptable. It's palatable. Mm-hmm. So I was surprised. Oh wow, he has a Jamaican accent. But then what kind of really surprised me is the fact that every cutscene with him, he still has his accent. Every cutscene, he he's speaking like a Jamaican word. It's not mm-hmm. it's not someone reading the same script. Yeah, you know he's speaking differently, completely different. So it makes you wonder, like, if you pick someone else, they would be in that same cutscene speaking completely different. Yeah, completely different voice lines. Different voice lines, different, you know, the same context, but different dialogue. Mm -hmm. Different mannerisms, everything. And it all changes based on each character. So there's probably hundreds of options of those voices. Mm -hmm. And that cutscene going completely different, or sounding Mm -hmm. completely different. And I was like, that's when I was like, damn, this game, they really put some work into this. Mm -hmm. That's where all the work went. I, I think I felt this, this is exactly where all the work went because like every character has their own way they speak like even 
like certain like certain when you do certain missions now you have they have your different characters talking to each other mm. and they're each having different accents each speaking you know and it's it's interesting there's this, like this this AI construct that you have in the game not to not to spoil anything but even the way they address him they all address him differently based on their background so it's like I was like really blown away how like the work they put in this game yeah but yeah my crew is I mean I, I really like the way I mean I, I always try to look get people to different uh, brings different things to the table but they, all, they have to be black and I try. I was trying to go all Jamaican accents but I decided to go with some mm-hmm. you know of that traditional UK black accent as well which I like as well so it's, it's a mixture of both uh, there is one chick that is Indian but she looks black and I'm, I was thinking about kicking her off the team because you can't do that you can kick anyone off the team as you, as you need but because you know she, she looks the part she looks black and I don't really pick her much but she just looks good standing in the background you know so I'm, I, leave, I leave her alone and she's a medical professional that has uniform access to restricted areas so because mm-hmm. all those things come into play in the game as well yeah based you know. on your occupation if you're a police officer you can access you know the police station so you can kind of try to manually break your boys out if you have to or if you need to go in there for anything mm-hmm. or even um, like if you're a, a Albion security guard or whatever and got to break into Albion you know headquarters or wherever any of their facilities you can just stroll right up in there like you own the place and after you know, no shots fired nothing yep. don't got to sneak around or nothing just go in there and do what you got to do and uh, one thing I like too is uh, the, the way the missions are structured they just kind of tell you what needs to be done and you just gotta figure out how to do it mm-hmm. there's different ways to do yeah same thing and I've heard that and I was like when I started playing the game I didn't really feel that way but the longer I play I'm like oh you actually could do this instead of this and you know I've done missions where I spend like, my character didn't even touch the inside use a spider drone and I did everything I need to do and get out in and out no problem quickly and the mission is done I've done some covert missions where I would like I would physically have to get in and out, break people out, mm-hmm. and, and no, no one, one was none the wiser. Yep, yep, I've done those. Those, well. those feel great. Those feel great as well. When you slip in a building, get somebody that was in the building outside of the building, and nobody knows. Those are yeah, and and, and I've I've tried also going fully guns blazing uh, a few times now. Uh, the most recent time being the most unsuccessful. Um, but yeah, there's. I mean, there's. I, I really like the game, and 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 it always surprises me like when something else happens. Like recently, when my characters got kidnapped, and I had no idea. Like I was playing with one character, and then you know you're you, you get an alert like, hey, your 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 boy's been kidnapped. Now you got to go rescue them, and it's like shit. Like I didn't I didn't expect that to happen, you know. And it's weird because when I did when I went to do the the rescue. I was like, you know, fuck it, we're gonna we're gonna go break him out. Anyone gets in our way, we're killing them. Cause I, I, I was so concerned because I didn't know what this kidnapping entailed. I don't know. They're gonna kill your person. If they could kill my person, because the thing is, once my once I don't see my operatives, I'm fine. Because I know nothing can really happen to them. But once I'm seeing them on the screen, I'm like, crap. A car could come right now and hit them. Anything could happen, which is scary. You know what I mean? Yep. Once they die, they die. So I'm looking at you know what could happen, and it, it scares me. So. What surprised me about it, when I went to rescue them, apparently, 
I guess somebody that didn't like that character is what who got kind of got her kidnapped. Because when you're when you're a certain character, then you and you look at people, it'll say like, okay, this is your rival, and it'll have like a little devil face. Mm. Uh, that's saying like that person is your rival. Like you know that person don't see eye to eye. Yeah. And it turns out that that was a person that that was her rival, and had her kidnapped. I was like, fucked up shit. <laughs> so yeah, we, we beat the snot out of her afterwards. But yeah, we, long story short, we, we did we did end up rescuing her, which I'm glad. But I've been enjoying the game so much. I'm thinking about streaming it. I'm thinking I'm, I, I may attempt that tomorrow. I don't wanna, don't quote me on anything, but I think it's a streamable game that people can enjoy. And I really I really like the way my crew looks, and I really want to show it off. So I may stream that tomorrow. There you go. I think it can make a make for a good stream. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, right now, I'm really just trying to beat the game because I have a whole new idea for a whole different crew that I want to do. And it doesn't seem like the game allows you to have multiple saves. I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, but when I try to do a new game, it was like it's going to override the other one. I'm like, hmm. And I don't want to lose that crew. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... But at the same time, like even even after I'm done with the game, like I, I kind of really don't. I, li- I really like that crew, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I mean, I was I was seeing that there was um, some people were saying there's play on a different profile to get a different crew. Um, uh, do I want to do that? I don't know. So we'll see. But I just really like I really like my crew. But I have a great idea for another crew that I really want to do. Chomping at the bit to to do my my new crew. I don't know why the game just didn't give you. Different save files, you know. For a, ga- a game that you know is so sandboxy and gives you so much options. Yeah, you want to explore everything, and maybe you don't want to mess up one. But maybe, maybe it comes in a, in a patch or something. Because one of the things I could say that I don't like about the game is when you're in your headquarters and your your, your crew's all standing around and stuff. They're not wearing what you have them wear. They're wearing their default clothes. Yeah, which. Mm, yeah, I kind of want them to wear what I, what I, you know. Put them on, yeah. What I put them in, but. So I hope they fix that in the patch too, because I'm sure I'm not the only one that feels that way. But yeah, I, I definitely feel that way too as well. But the game's awesome. I'm trying to play it as much as possible, get it out of my system before Cyberpunk comes out, because I'm. A lot of people were upset about the Cyberpunk delay. I'm, I was very happy. I wouldn't say I'm very happy, but I'm. I'm I, I I can accept it, because I, I don't want. Cyberpunk to be a letdown. There's been too much happening on this game. Mm-hmm. Been waiting for it for too long for it to be not what I want it to be. So I don't mind the setbacks. Just just bring the game out properly. Take your time. Is my thoughts on that. So. Yeah, I was pretty glad that they that they did it. So I can really dive into this one. I'm not playing two games back and forth because I still, you know, I st- we still want to play our usuals. I still want to play my Call of Duties. Still want to play Apex. Speaking of Apex, still want to. I gotta get through that battle pass like today. I think the day might be the last day. Mm. I gotta finish it up. Um, I'm not gonna get through it. Call of Duty, I need to get through. I'm, I'm almost done with Call of Duty, but I just haven't been playing Call of Duty in the past couple of days. Mm. Yeah, Call of Duty have time, but Apex, I think today's the last day. Cause I know they're they're drop they drop a ton of Horizon stuff uh, over the week over the weekend. And they're still dropping. I mean, today they're yeah. They some. dropped a new. Um, they dropped her actual trailer of showing her her, her kit and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Apex has uh, new vehicles, a vehicle pretty, mm-hmm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, new map, new character. So, season seven looks like it's gonna be quite interesting, quite different. 
quite game changing. Yeah, now it's gonna be three, three maps in Apex. Now are they all gonna have vehicles? Is it only gonna be the new one? Like how's that? I think it's only gonna be the new one, which gives you a reason to play that map. And uh, the map looks beautiful too, as well. It so. looks looks nice. Um, the vehicle is such a big game changer because. Like you were saying, yeah, there's like a platform where you can put stuff down. Or, mm-hmm. So you, you can know, put down a shield. Well, I don't think we mentioned it on the, on the podcast, but there's a uh, there's an area on the in the vehicle where you can put down items. One of your abilities. So, so if you, you're Gibraltar, you can put a shield there and it can shield the whole vehicle. If you're Caustic, you can put a trap there. Octane can put his jump trap, his jump um, pad there. Jump pad there. Or I guess uh, if you want to make a great escape, or I don't know, <laughs> stylish something. But the, the cooler options are like people like Rampart, who doesn't really have a lot of plays recently. People mm-hmm. kind of feel like, you know, she's, you know, whatever. I kind of liked her, and I, you know. She can put a gun down. You can put your amp cover there, or you can put your, your turret there, or you can put both. Make it even worse. She's driving around destroying people. And now you have the, now you have a turret on the, on the, on the vehicle, which I, that, 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 that almost seems like the meta in that level. <laughs> I mean, because if, if you're driving a vehicle without a gun, you're just waiting to be shot. You're waiting to be shot. And because the way the gun is, it's like it has a wide um, area rectangle. Area, yeah, that it's, it doesn't shoot. You know, it's not, it's not very precise. It's perfect for the vehicles because while, while you're driving, you can, you know, you know, you can cause, because the issue, the issue with driving, with shooting in like the passenger seats and stuff. You're not going to be very accurate because your your, your thing is too accurate. Mm-hmm. But in when you're using Sheila now, gives you that nice you know, you like a warthog, nice you know, you mm-hmm. can get a nice spread. I got. I wonder oh, if you can put um. You can probably put Watson. I wonder if you can put Watson's thing on there too as well. That'd be cool. Mm. Oh, your oh her old. Yeah, I was thinking about her walls. I was like, yeah, her old. Yeah, that makes sense because now yeah you can, nobody can grenade you out or. Yeah. And you're always healing. And you're always healing. How many things can fit in that area? I don't know. <laughs> you try to think of the ultimate vehicle. <laughs> yeah, because then you, you got, I would say, Watson, Gibraltar, and Rampart. And Rampart. Or no, maybe, maybe Lifeline, because you can, you can throw your healing drone there and everybody's healing too. With Watson, you're always healing, shields and life. And you got a gun on the back. You literally play the whole game through through, through a car. All, all these are gonna be coming out uh, tomorrow, I think. So, tomorrow? Yeah, because I don't, I don't think today's the last day for the battle pass. So, I, I think I don't think they they don't usually don't do it back to back like quickly. I think it's a couple of days or so. A couple of days usually pass, maybe like one or two. You know, sometime this week, season seven. It's gonna be interesting. I'm. Where is this how they play it? Because I doubt I doubt you can repair the vehicles. But I'm, 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 I'm gonna wait to see if you can put multiple things on in that area. Because if, if if you can, then it's it's gonna be crazy. pretty ridiculous, yeah. But if you can only put one thing, then I I get that. I get. I would understand. Yeah. But it's it's looking like um certain um weapons like uh, for example arc stars can shut down the vehicles, mm-hmm. and um when you charge up the um sentinel, mm-hmm. it's like you can shut down the vehicles as well. Well, that's why I guess for the arc stars, that's why you need a uh, Watson's alt. Stop those, but you can't really do anything with the Sentinels unless you have Gibraltar. Yep. It's going to be interesting. Vehicles does change the whole meta of Apex, so. Mm-hmm. It's going to 
gonna be fun. I, I wish they would. Uh, I guess moving forward, since now there's now three maps, like allow, allow you to choose which map you want to play on. Mm. I mean, I think that they, they, the reason they don't want to do it because they don't want to split the player base so that much. But you just opened up cross-platform, so yeah. that, that you know that that widens the player base. So I don't think you you're gonna have that issue as much. But mm -hmm. who am I, you know? Yeah, I saw some new skins too as well. There's a race skin that I can't wait to get. I also th yeah, I think they, they don't want to split the player base too because like a lot of people might gravitate towards a new map and nobody's playing on the other <coughs> maps. The other maps. There's people that don't like. For some, I don't know why. The, I don't. Know, I, I mean, or Kings Canyon. Kings Canyon. There, there's been a lot of hate. I saw online. There's a lot of hate for Kings Canyon. I, I don't understand why. I thought it was the opposite not too long ago where people only wanted to play on Kings Canyon. So mm -hmm. I was like, where's all this hate coming from? To the point where I've seen the developers have to like had to respond to it and say, yeah, they, they hear the hair the outcry and they're gonna make changes. Blah blah. I'm like, what? For Kings Canyon? But whatever. I mean, I think that's probably stuff that's probably happening on the the higher tiers of play that we haven't scratched the surface on. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, just can't wait for new Apex content. That's gonna be a ton of fun. Yeah, and of course with the, the new cross-platform and everything, you know, like you said it opens up, and there, there's people that wanted to play with before couldn't play with, couldn't play with them because you know they're mm -hmm. on PS. But now, yeah, now we're all playing together, and yeah, now it's, we can all it's play cool. together. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. And what I like, I don't know, I don't know if PlayStation can do it, but what we have find, what we have been doing when we play with people on PlayStation, um, they actually have both consoles, and what they what they do is they they log into the Xbox app. And join our party that way, so that we can speak to them. Yeah. So now they're still playing on their PlayStation, but we're communicating via the Xbox app. Mm -hmm. Which you know. Which which helps because which, which, yeah, which lends the flexibility. Everyone that doesn't have that, I've, I'd be like they they'll be speaking. I can hear them, but they can't hear me. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's an issue if everyone's running into, or if it's just me or whatever. But that definitely solves the problem. You know, cross platform. You, you, Get the Xbox app, and it, it makes cross-platforming that much better. Because I mean, it's it's no secret that the Xbox has a better um, partying system, from what I understand. So, to be able to utilize that plat that that platform, whether no matter what console you're on, is a plus. And uh, you can do that to the Xbox app, which is pretty cool. Yep. Um, they still are kind of dragging their feet on Switch when the Switch version is coming out. Yeah, I'm hearing next year, sir. I was hearing that too, and my kids were like chomping at the bit to play Apex, and I keep hyping them up every time I hear a different release date. I'm I'm to the point where I'm just gonna not hype them up anymore. They're just gonna when it comes out, it comes out. Yeah, yeah. Because I guess there's maybe there's still, still some kinks that need to be worked out on that end. Yeah, I mean honestly, I, I would I would I wouldn't play Apex on Switch. I wouldn't. Even okay. if I had a Switch, I would not play. It. I have a Switch, but I would I wouldn't play it on the Switch either. It's too small. It's too small, and it's, I don't know, it's just, I, I, I just don't see that being a, a favorable option. I mean, they announced it, so they got to go with it, but, I mean, they could always cancel it, but my kids would hate them. Yeah, they're, they're, they've been chomping at the bit. They want to play Apex. They see me play all the time, and they, they want to get their hands on it. I, I, do, I don't let them play on mine so at all. But, um, yeah, hopefully sooner than later. But then when you do that, like, what do you do? Would, would you put it cross-platform where they would play with everybody else as well, too? Because, 
I don't know. I, I think people jumping on the Switch and playing it with everybody, I think that you're, you're just going to get rolled each time. But it is it is a game that's skilled. It's it's um it has skilled matchmaking. Mm-hmm. So it, you don't have to make a whole completely different server for them because they're just roll them with the, the, they're, the they're, just gonna, they're, they're just they're just going to end like wherever you end up is where you end up. If you're if you're on the switch and you're playing great, you know because you can you can put your switch on your TV and you can get a controller and you can you know you can mm-hmm. play it like you do on a console. So if you're on switch and you can you know you're doing your thing and you're rolling through people and you can get up higher. Higher skill matches, but I have a feeling there's a lot of Switch players that's going to end up in the lower base skilled matches. And there's nothing wrong with that because you, you play with your peers and you. There is different people that feel a different way about um, skill based matchmaking a lot. There's, I know there's been an argument f- for and against it. I, I'm, I'm more on the side for it because it. You know, you're, you don't get paired with people that just roll you each time, you know what I mean? It's. It's people of it's your, people your, of your same period. level. Yeah. yeah, so you sometimes you do good, sometimes you do bad, but you all along you're gonna have a better experience playing the game. Mm-hmm. As opposed to jumping in lobbies of people that are just destroying you every time. Every time, which what gaming used to be back in the day. I mean, it's some people come, you know, you don't get better playing that way and that kind of thing, but it, it is what it is. Because I, I feel like you do. Because as you progress in your skill set, you know, you end up in a different bracket based on, you know. And I thought ranked ranked will help you to do it for sure. Once you're playing ranked, you you see what you need to do to to get to the higher tier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Any anywho, I think um, here's a good spot to take a quick little break. We'll take a quick little break, and then we'll be back with some. Um, Hit you back with some fight talk. Some fight talk. Enjoy listening to the podcast. Well, consider becoming a supporter. As a supporter, you can directly support the podcast with monetary contributions, ranging from a dollar to ten dollars, based on your budget. Your monthly contributions will ensure that we can continue to do what we love doing, bringing you great content. Go to anchor.fm forward slash VIVN to find out how you can become a supporter. All contributions are greatly appreciated. And we're back. Getting ready to get into some fight talks, and this weekend um it was a pretty interesting card, uh, to say the least. Um, the main draw, of course, was Anderson Silva uh, versus Uriah Hall. Uriah Hall, you know, it being quote unquote Anderson Silva's last fight. So um that was the main selling point for this card, but there were some before we get into the main card. There were some prelims that I mean. Pretty much a lot of the prelims were pretty good. Um, there was a ton of KOs on the prelims. But it's from a, not, a lot of uh, not-so-noteworthy uh, people. Now yet, anyway. So, um, But there was uh, one in particular, of course. Adrian Yanis, you know, coming off of the Contender Series. Mm-hmm. He was a guy that um, showed a lot of promise. He was a guy, if you guys remember, that they were kind of comparing to... Um, Masvidal. Jorge Masvidal. As far as his look and his you know Hispanic background and everything, and um, yeah, I remember with him his his ma- the major thing with him was that his dad died. His dad, you know, he wanted to bring that UFC contract to the graveside. I remember after he won or something mm-hmm. along those lines. It was a very heartfelt episode. I remember it being mm-hmm. on the Contender series. 
and to see him now come to the UFC and and perform. Yep. You know. First round KO. I mean, he just he was just that much quicker, and his his speed and timing generated power. So he's like, either when he was landing, he was you know rocking Victor, caught him with a you could you could see the confidence too. Like he was for a lot of the fight, he was kind of like not really hands down, but kind of. You know, he would do his he would do his work and like look at his handiwork and because he, he knew mm. he hit the guy and he he hurt him. So, um, yeah, he got him. He got Victor with a nice uh, nice little combo there, little head kick, and then that was I saw she wrote man. It was good little KO, first round knockout, first round KO. Yep. And then of course um, Alexander the Great um, coming off of some I think he had a loss. I think he come off a loss, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, coming off a loss, um, showing that he's back in form. You know. He was a, a young guy, very young guy that was showing a lot of promise early on in his UFC career. Um, but he kind of, you know, had some losses. But um, looks like he's coming back. Look, he's bouncing back. So good for him. With that, I mean, definitely someone to keep your eyes out for. With a name like Alexander the Great, you know, can't miss that. Then of course you got into the main, the main card. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple notable fights on the main card. Um, there's uh, Bobby Green versus Tiago Moises. Bobby Green versus Moises, and uh, that was a robbery, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Some people say, that, you know, like Dana White said, he didn't mind the decision, and everything. But for me, I, I felt like there was there was, there was there was more going on there. I felt like Bobby Green did enough in both the second and the third round. Mm. To get those rounds, uh, but he definitely he definitely won the second round. Well, without without a question, he won the second round. The first and the third were kind of close, but I felt like he did enough. And it, it was given unanimously too. Across the board, they were given unanimously, and some of them was thirty um, twenty seven, which which blew my mind because Bobby Green clearly won the second round. So to me, when when I heard thirty twenty seven, I, I, I automatically thought he won. And you, you can see it on his face. He thought he won too as well. Mm-hmm. But nope. They gave it to Moises, which I was like, mm, is it just, you know, racism or like, what's the reason? I mean, Bobby Green, he, he, you know, he gives off the persona of kind of like a, you know, for lack of a better term, ignorant black person. Mm-hmm. Which I thought I like about him, you know, because he, he speaks his truth and he, he doesn't hold back for anybody. But um, yeah. For some reason, they I felt like he got robbed this one. Granted, the third round was kind of close. The fourth, first round was kind of close. But I felt like he did enough. But the judges didn't think so. So unfortunately, Bobby Green lost. Moises moves up. He's he's already calling out for ranked fighters now and everything. So I mean, we'll see. I mean, Moises is a good fighter. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Has good grappling. But Bobby Green was even um. You know, stifling some of that grappling, but and I don't know. Uh, well, Bobby Green's a guy that you know he, he fights often, so we'll, we'll see him again. He did have a bit of a gash above his uh, right. Yeah, he eye. got gashed up pretty good. Got gashed up pretty good, but outside of that, I don't feel like he he, he got hit that much. I, I, I want to look at the, the copy strike numbers for that for that fight because I'm pretty sure. Bobby Green outstruck Moises. Yeah. 85 significant strikes to 42. Almost double. Yeah, look at that. Double significant strikes. Total strikes is 94 to 43. 
they're equal in takedowns. Well, yeah, if you look at the numbers, it's it's all Bobby Green. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, for whatever reason, like they gave it to to Moises, which is like whatever. But the numbers speak for themselves for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. even even the control time, it's, it's pretty it's pretty even. Well, I, I, my fact, that's, that's, that's just round three, right? Or is that, is that all the numbers? It's all the numbers. Mm, you sure? Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, 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 got you, got you, got you, yeah. But yeah. Anywho. Well, we'll see Bobby Green again. Hopefully he's a better fighter because of it. But That was a robbery in my opinion. Anyone that saw the fight and you think differently, let me know. <laughs> I was even surprised to see Dana White said yeah, he, he thought he was a good decision. He probably wasn't watching the fight. Or paying that close attention to it. But. Probably. Anyhow. Then uh, Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland versus another one Charlie. Another favorites. Antiveros. Whatever it's. It's another one of those situations where uh, Holland's opponent pulled out and there was a last minute replacement. Yeah. That's happened to him a lot. But. Yep. Whether they have COVID or an injury or whatever. And, he, the case and he, he doesn't refuse anybody. So he fights everybody. Yep. So. That's the... Um, he, I mean, he even made light of it uh, in the post-fight interviews. Like, you know, mm-hmm. so I was getting these non-ranked, non-named people, but it's it's not his fault, really. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's time he gets some some named people, get some some ranked guys so he can go up the, the division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause, I mean, he has a pretty pretty solid record. You know, twenty and five. And considering he's he's been in the UFC for a while, he's been been pretty active in the UFC. Yeah, he's fighting all comers. So. Currently, he has. Uh, I mean, he's been in the UFC for a while, a couple of years now, and to still be fighting this level of opponents is, uh, I can see what he's, uh, why he's saying that. It's like, all right, enough is enough now. Mm-hmm. And um, this is his fourth victory in the, in the UFC for this year. Yeah, and like not a, lot of, not a lot of people have four victories this year, so. Not a lot of people even fight four times in a year. So, yeah, it's, it, enough is enough now. It's, it's time to move him up for, for sure. If he's got to stop matching him up with these non-named people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's, he, he's uh, even said... Uh, by the way, he won the fight. But I know we didn't even touch on that. But yeah. yeah, he did win the fight. Um, by slam too. Yeah, he he kind of slammed the guy, and I guess based on how he was holding him, he kind of hurt his neck. Yeah, so the guy was had to be taken out on a stretcher, which really in a violent to. sport in UFC, that's something you rarely see. Mm-hmm. Usually, people are good to go and they can walk out on their own. But apparently, with this slam, the guy's neck uh, was a bit injured, so he had to be carried out on a stretcher. Um, last I heard, he can, he can move all his extremities. Yeah, he can. He has feeling in all his limbs. Just Fingers, toes, everything. He can, they can move, but he's just he has hurt his neck. So yeah, it's a good sign. It's a good sign that nothing's permanently damaged. But yeah, Holland. Uh, what time, yeah, they're, they're they're talking about making him fight uh, Mike Perry because Mike Perry's opponent pulled out, and he's ready to go. And I think that's next week. I think isn't it? It might be next week or the week after. But um, so yeah, he's he's good. He's ready. He he wants to. Like, and I, apparently, him and Perry has talked before back in the day. Of, like, they went back and forth. Yeah, on Twitter or social media or whatever. So, so yeah, it's perfect. You know, I think that's the fight to, hap- to make happen, you know. He's an opponent. And he said, you know, if he doesn't want to fight him, just pull him off the card and he'll... He'll fight anybody. He'll fight anybody in that spot, so... Good for him, man. He's, Holland, he, he, he's proven his worth. Yeah, and this is in the middleweight division, too, so... Obviously, you know... Mm-hmm. He has um, a lot, lot, long ways to go, but... He does have um he does have the attention of the champion apparently. He has real beef with Adesanya, yeah. Him and Adesanya has um apparently they, they go way back. 
they crossed paths before. There was a situation in the past where they, you know, got into a shoving match within them and their coaches. Kind of behind the scenes, no one really knew about it because no one spoke about it. No yeah. one, you know, spoke about it. And then during this card, you know, Adesanya was there in the audience. Well, lack of, he didn't have much of an audience, but he was there cage side. And um, yeah, they were going back and forth, kind of after the fight. And you know, Han was saying he could hear uh, Izzy saying stuff during the fight. And um, yeah, after the fight, they were kind of going back and forth, like you know, seeing what's up. Even the post-fight stuff, you know, Han kind of explained everything, and mm-hmm. you know, he, he can tell Han's a serious guy. He's not, you know, he's not, uh, he's not, not playing around. He's a nice guy, you know. You can see he gives all that nice guy mm-hmm. energy, but you can tell that, you know. He doesn't. He doesn't play games like that, you know. Yeah, he's not. He's a real one. And uh, UFC needs more people like him. Yep. Most definitely. Because like a lot, there's a lot of guys like you know Kobe Covington or, or some variants of that that kind of trying to you know just talk up and just mm-hmm. stay stuff to get a fight or just say stuff just to, you know. Do whatever, but um. Holland's not one of those guys, and actually, while we're sitting here, breaking news. Mm-hmm. Tim Means will be fighting Mike Perry. Oh, so that's not good. This just in, as we're recording. I'm looking down, and this just in. Mm-hmm. Tim Means will be fighting Mike Perry in that replacement. The so. Dirty Bird. Well, so I guess Holland didn't get it. It's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. It. That yeah. is unfortunate. I think he deserves it. Mike Perry's not a rank. Maybe they have be- maybe they have bigger and better things for Holland because Mike Perry isn't. I don't think he's ranked. He might be. I'm not sure. I mean, he he had some. Carry situations, of course, yeah. inside and outside the cage. But so maybe they want to they want to put Holland against a more notable, higher on the ranks fighter at this point. So could be a blessing in disguise. Yeah. But, um, so there's that. Uh, yeah. Other fight: uh, Maurice Green versus Greg Hardy. Hardy won by TKO, but it was a little bit controversial in terms of. Yes and no. I mean. I mean Green was hurt for sure, but there's a po- I think it was. A, I mean, it, it could have gone on a little bit longer, but I think I think it was pretty much over. I mean, granted, I was rooting for Green, and I didn't like when the stoppage happened. That it happened the way it happened, but when I was uh, when I was looking at it again, I was like, you know what? It's whatever. I I saw why Herb stopped it. Mm-hmm. Could yeah. he have let it gone on? Maybe. But, well, Dan Hardy gave him so much shit, so. <laughs> no relation to Greg Hardy, but, you know, yeah. I guess they've had issues in the past, so. Probably ain't gonna let that happen again, just to fuel that narrative, you know? Yep. So, um, yeah, Greg Hardy um, did his thing. He's now 7-2 and two in the UFC now. Mm-hmm. Um, won no contest for using that inhaler during the... In between rounds, yeah. In between the rounds, which is kind of weird. But it's just, you know, him being green or whatever. But, um... Hardy's starting to, you know, string some wins together. He's starting to... He is. Put a couple of victories together and showing that, you know, he's not just, you know, a former NFL star just trying to make it in UFC, but he's actually dedicating himself and, you know... Wants to be a contender. Putting his best foot forward, so... Mm-hmm. And in his post-fight, you know, he kind of shed some light. Yeah, on, uh, so some of the issues that's been going on in his past and... What's going on? I don't remember his past in his, his personal current, life, yeah, yeah. his per- personal life right now. You know about you know people trying to extort him and you know 
they have more painted as this bad guy, you know, with the whole issue of, you know, domestic violence, all that stuff. And, you know, he he, he even got emotional, like, you know, he's trying to put the truth out, you know, let people know what, what's really going on. And, you know, I, I, I kind of felt for him in the, in the interview. I mean, I, I don't have a lot of the details off the top of my head right now, but I kind of kind of sh- showed him in a different light, you know, more personable light. And I you kind of kind of feel bad for the guy. I kind of want to see him do well now, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, he got out pretty unscathed. So mm-hmm. pretty sure we'll see him soon. Um, you right. tend to keep guys like him, you know. Yeah, pretty active. So and then, of course, in your feather in the featherweight division, the co-man. You had Bryce Mitchell versus Andre Touchy Feely. And that's not a made up name. Well, it is a made up name, but that's his made up name. Mm-hmm. Name that he gave himself. His name is Andre Feely. His fight name is Touchy, so. Andre Touchy Feely. Which I like. I like. As a fighter, he, he, he's a good fighter. I think I actually picked him for this fight mm-hmm. because of his experience, because of his speed that he usually shows. But he, did, he wasn't showing his speed in this fight for some reason. Mm. He seems to fight to the level of his co- uh, uh, in opposition. Or maybe he was more worried about the grappling, I guess. Yeah, because Bryce Mitchell is very uh, wrestle-heavy. Yeah. Um, but even though he was wrestle-heavy and is that uh, not that North American wrestling style, um, it was a little more active than most people that utilize that style. So it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. It was, mm-hmm. it was very palatable. Um, but, you know... Andre Feely was was doing his thing though. He, I, yeah, he was even grappling wise. I was I was actually a little impressed. He, he got out of a lot of hairy situations. He got out. You know, he got to his feet in a couple of hairy situations. He reversed mm-hmm. a couple of positions. I was like, okay, he's showing that he's you know should be up there. But at the same time, he if if he if he had did what he did and then put Bryce Mitchell away, it would have shown that yeah yeah he's ready for next level competition. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, um, didn't. I mean, he fought a good fight. He went to the decision. Um, ultimately, but Bryce Mitchell is uh, has a lot of momentum behind him now. Um, he's a guy, of course. I was asking for the camo shorts, and he got him. He got him this fight. Um, hats off to Yossi for doing that because they don't do special requests for nobody. But yep, I guess there was enough uh, hype behind Bryce Mitchell that yep, he, he kept asking for it every fight interview. He'd ask for it, so mm-hmm. they finally did it, and, and he won. I guess it helps if you're winning too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So good for him. Um, He's a southern guy, you know. He's an Alabama boy, so mm-hmm. you know, he has the whole the whole demographic behind him. Yeah, backing him, and uh, you could see it on like the whole fight. Really, he seemed like the more more hyped fighter than anyone else on the card. Yeah, this whole all the yep. celebrities, everything was you know more hyped for Bryce Mitchell. For Bryce Mitchell, yep. Very interesting, you know. Yep, he slowly but quietly build uh, quite a following. You mm-hmm. know? Good for him. Yeah, he, he won by unanimous unanimous decision and. Yeah, I mean, I felt Philly. I mean, Philly did okay, but I mean, it was it wasn't a bad decision. You kind you kind of felt like Bryce won it, but you know. Yeah, Bryce did definitely won the fight. Philly could have done more to win if he, if you know, was a little bit more active with his hands. But again, the grappling, yeah. I'm sure, it was a big part of that. And then, of course, in your main event, you have Anderson Silva versus Uriah Hall. Anderson Silva, was, as most of you know already, of course. Legend in the sport, mm-hmm. someone that you know for a long time define what it is to be uh, a, a, mixed you know, martial artist. a mixed martial artist, a top level striker. It was Anderson Silva. That was a talk back in the you know, early days of the UFC when we, when we used to when we really started getting into it. 
And um, this was uh, potentially his last fight. Now, going into this, they were saying it was his last fight, and, you know, Anderson Silva, of course, um, kind of started to back out of that a little bit. Yeah, he's not accepting that, and I guess in a sense. He doesn't want it to be his last fight. And that, that was the case for the last three fights now. That's for context, yeah. Each, each fight was you know, supposed to be like his last fight, and he's kind of keep putting it off, keep finding a reason to fight again. But, um, but Dana White seems like he's had enough. Yeah, Dana White comes out and said, you know, there's no there's no way he's putting on the back in the octagon again. If he wants to fight, he's going to have to do it outside the UFC. Yeah. Which might happen. Which might very well happen, unfortunately. Unless he has the right people around him, but Dana White doesn't want it to happen. And mm-hmm. No. Rightfully so. I mean, Anderson Silva was doing his thing. He was looking like Anderson. He was being aggressive and everything. But every time... Uriah hit him on the chin, he'd go down. He would go down. And that's the thing about Uriah Hall. Like, and that's the reason why I didn't pick him for this fight. It's because he always, to me, he always finds a way to lose. He's such a talented striker, talented fighter. He can do tons of great things if he actually sets out to do them. But he's always, like, like Dan always said, he's, he's the most gun-shy fighter in the UFC. <laughs> and rightfully so. Like, he, he's a fighter that would just stand there. Mm-hmm. He has all the tools to be phenomenal. Just more than Tyron Woodley, I don't think so. That's true. Tyron Woodley is the most gun shy fighter in the UFC. One hundred percent. But your house is right, right there, right there. Yeah, he's, he's number two. Because uh, this fight should not have gone four rounds. No. If Uriah Hall just wanted to in the first round, he could have gotten Anderson out of there. Mm-hmm. That being said, Anderson was doing his thing. Anderson was landing with mm-hmm. some leg kicks. Caught him a couple of jabs and some um, some one two some body shots and different things, but yeah. Ultimately, Roy Hall just you can see that like he was just tired of getting hit. And he was just like he just started throwing some bombs, and they just started landing, and that was it. And he was uh, super emotional after the fight. Roy Hall was super super emotional after the fight. Yeah, he was very. Because um, I guess he looked up to Anderson Silva and he, mm-hmm. he didn't want to do that to his, you know, yeah, his hero. Knocking out your hero like that, you know. You know you're affecting his career as well, you know. Yep. It kind of is what it is in the sport, you know. Not a team sport, per se, so. But, yeah, he was um, pretty, you know, taken back by it, pretty emotional, you know. And the two of them, you know, had a good moment after the fight, you know. Mm-hmm. They hugged it out, you know. They shared some kind words with each other. And you can tell Anderson, you know, did not want to leave the cage. He was in the cage for a long time after, you know. After, yeah. They, they just kept the camera on him and just to see, you know, what he was doing. Looked like he was saying a little prayer. He was, you know, walking around the cage. Just like, yeah, this could probably be his, his last time feeling that. So you, Yep. And it's, 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 more, more like it's his last time in a UFC cage, too, so. Well, yeah. Dan White has come down and said, no, that's enough of that. Yep. So, hats off to the spider. I mean, he did his thing. And he did show signs that he could potentially do it, but ultimately you can see his, his age is, is caught up with him. I think personally, Allah falls in the same category. You know, when those guys were doing their thing, they were the only guys fighting like that. Mm-hmm. Now I can, you, you can pinpoint five, six, seven guys that fight the way these guys fight. You know what I mean? So it's like, when they were doing it initially, they were the ones doing it. But now they've put the blueprint for people to follow, and now, you know, there's... A lot more guys fighting that style of fight of, you know, aggressive leg kicks and, and sharp, you know what I mean? They, mm-hmm. can, they can counterattack very quickly. They're, their head's always in the right spot. You know, they're always, you know, 
pumping out the jab. You know, they're it's, staying active and yeah. all that. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's getting to the point where every, everyone's hip to it now, and it's you gotta evolve. And if you don't evolve, the game will evolve past you. So, yeah. to these guys were at the top for a while, and now the game is, has kind of evolved past them. And and age has caught up with them too as well. So, yeah, it's a it's a sad thing to see sometimes, but ultimately it's it, you know it, it's coming for all of us, age. So, but um, that's off to him, and I hope he you know. I hope he does take the advice and do, do retire, and they can find other. I, I, I just, I just have a bad feeling. He's, he's, he's gonna end up in Bellator. Bellator. Yep. I think he's gonna end up in Bellator too. The rest of the washed-up head spins. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe he may get a win over there. He might. I'm sure he but can. But that'll be the worst thing for him, though. If he goes over there and loses, then he, he could be like, all right, it's time. All right, it's time. Yeah. But if he goes over there and wins, it's just gonna excite him more, and now he's gonna have more fights and. It's not good for him right now. Yeah. Just uh, but it's, it's like like he was saying, you know, dedicate his whole life to, to fighting. Like that's all he knows. That's that's his life. Mm-hmm. And the, I I can see that. Like, you know, it's it's a tough thing. Fighting is definitely a young man's sport. It's not for everybody. So, I mean, I feel I feel for him, but ultimately, it, it it's unfortunately time. Now, granted, if you don't feel it's time, who's anyone else to tell you that, right? Exactly. But the results kind of speak for themselves. Those results do speak for themselves. But, like, Vitor Belfort was asking for it back in the day, you know. He, he wants, like, a, a... What do you call it? Like, a Veterans League or a Senior yeah. Citizens League or whatever? Well, you know, the, the politically correct would be the a Legends League. Yeah. Legends League, there you go. People will look at it as a geriatric league, you know. The, for all the old retired fighters to mm-hmm. kind of go and fight but I mean, it's, it'd be something to make money but ultimately for the health it wouldn't be a good thing but yeah, it'd be a way for them to you know keep doing what they want to do and fight people on their same level mm-hmm. which maybe there is a room for that but they, they, that's not that's not the UFC's game the UFC is always best fighting the best so but you know I wish him all the best in whatever he, wherever he ends up He's always a fan, you know. I hope he just chills, man. Yeah. Time will tell, though. Don't want to see him get hurt anymore. Yeah, I mean, he stayed mm-hmm. fairly clean, you know, untouched for the fight, during the fight, but uh, that last exchange really did the, the majority of the damage. Yeah. And he was pretty caught up and just leaking and all that, so. But yeah. That was, that. That was, just, that was last weekend's fight, so um, again... Next week we got well actually no to Wednesday we got the return of contender, contender series. series which contender I'm, series comes back Wednesday this week because of elections but it's gonna be running Tuesdays regularly yeah um, looking forward to it I miss contenders I, I just having something else to watch is always good you know contenders used to be a lot of fun so mm-hmm. definitely look forward to that um, and then of course this weekend uh, Saturday we have Tiago. Um, Santos versus Glover Teixeira. Yep. That's going to be an interesting fight. You can, that's that's going to be a title eliminator for the most part. Yeah, you can yeah. tell that's that's going to be one to kind of decide who's going to be next. Kind of who's going to be next to the fight. Yeah. Because, yeah. Um, we already got news that Adesanya is going to be fighting um, Blakowicz. Um, mm-hmm. So that, that's, that's exciting news for some. For others, not so much. But that's going to be interesting. Blakowicz versus Adesanya. It'll be it'll be Adesanya's way of you know 
they want him to fight Jones, up. and that's his way of moving up to fight Jones in a sense. Yeah, uh, I I don't like it in the sense that you know, Blackwood just got the belt, and you know, it'd be good for him to get the belt and go through all the containers as, as well. Exactly. But now it looks like, because like, and again, I, I can see why it's happening because of where Jones and Izzy are right now. Mm-hmm. That is the biggest fight in the UFC to make right now. But you can't just make it right now because of there's a number of different factors. Mainly being Izzy, Izzy, you know, has a certain date in mind or a certain time in mind when he wants it to happen or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jones, of course, you don't know what's going on with Jones. Yeah. He, so there's a couple of hurdles to get around, but ultimately they can make it. But I think what, what's, what's happening right now is because the talks before was, was Jones moving up to heavyweight, mm-hmm. which he, in all his, you know, he gave up the social media that, posts yeah. and everything, he gave up his belt, everything. And he, the, the talk was him going up. Started putting on the weight and everything. But the challenge with that is if he goes up, then he's never going to fight easy. Yep. He, there's a lot of muscle he has to put on and stuff to get up to the heavier weights and to stay there, to mm-hmm. compete there. He has to be that heavier weights, and that's going to be counterintuitive if he wants to fight easy at light heavyweight. But then he's going to have to cut, then it's going to be a bad, probably bigger cut than he's used to and all that good stuff. And the UFC definitely wants that fight. I mean, I'm, that's the biggest fight to make. Kind of, and even if you look at where easy is, Easy at the middleweight division, he has to move up the light heavyweight. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, there's a small window where he's moving up and and Jones while while Jones is still there. Mm. If it doesn't happen now, it's not gonna happen again because Jones is gonna have to move up to fight heavyweight division. So I think UFC is right now they're trying to make that fight a possibility. So in order to do that, I think that's why they're gonna have Easy fight Blagojevich. To get the belt to entice Jones to be to, to really you know and stay there and try to get his belt back to get his belt back, and then while they sort out the heavyweight division that has you know Francis that has a fight now and Stipe and that whole mess so, but um yeah, Izzy against Blakowicz will be a big fight. I unfortunately I don't see Blakowicz doing it, but Blakowicz you never know. You never know, but I don't think he's gonna do it either. Which kind of made me feel bad for him because you know. He just got his shine. Just got his shine. He's probably starting gonna start getting his due, and it's gonna be taken away from him again. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see what you mean. But, but again, you know, he could he could go in and he could knock out easy, and now, now he's he's the next big thing. You know what I mean? So we could go. This is why we watch. This is why we watch. Because Blackwatch wants to fight. So. Mm-hmm. Who are we to say you know otherwise? That he doesn't deserve it. Yeah. Blackwatch wants it. So. Maybe he sees something that we're not seeing. It'll be interesting. But, um, yeah. I think they now also, in other news, I think they made the official Conor vs. Poirier 2. It's official now. Yeah, it's an official fight. Um, What's well, um, not official is whether or not it's for the belt because it could be retiring. Yeah, Khabib is retired, but they still haven't. The, 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 according to Dana White, according to Khabib's management, the belt is not vacant yet. Khabib is all the champion. Mm. So that that that's interesting, and there the, the are talks of Khabib coming back. I've heard that yeah. we did a big thing about him last week, but I'm retiring. But all he, for he that. <laughs> well, you never know. He he may be coming back. He may not be coming back. They there talks about him doing the thirty and zero fight, maybe mm-hmm. against GSP. Mm-hmm. Time will tell. It would be it would be an interesting fight. Who would you give that fight to? I mean, Khabib is the more active fighter and the, and the more dominant fighter, so obviously you have to go yeah, with Khabib. Yeah, you have to go with Khabib, yeah. So, you know, tired 30, you know. 
But GSP is a guy that, you know, has shown dominance for his last couple of fights against top level. Yeah, I mean, GSP. Every loss, he's, he's avenged. Mm-hmm. He's been gone see on so long without a, without a defeat. And there is interest there between the two of them. They both have expressed that. So, yeah. Khabib comes back for one more against GSP. That, that's going to be the biggest fight in UFC history. Yes. It's like bridging the gap between the old school and the new school. Yep. Um, yeah, it's going to be huge. Yeah, that fight happens. It, it, it's biggest fight in UFC history. Hands down, nothing would even come close. But um, yeah. Speaking of that, uh, the the Khabib and Gaethje fight, the um, I guess the PS, the pay per view numbers didn't do as great as they I thought they would have done. And he's, I know he might be kind of bummed about that. I saw some articles about it. I mean, he was saying that for some reason I, I didn't, I never saw it. Yeah, he he was kind of hyping it up and saying it was screaming to be the biggest because fight ever. You you can you can tell when a fight's gonna be huge. Huge, yeah. When you're seeing it outside of UFC, mm-hmm. you know. But I mean, I have I haven't seen ads outside of UFC for Khabib fight. Yeah, but, but it's 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 yeah. it's it's, 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 it's not just ads with the people talking about it. It's a feel. It's yeah. a feel. You know, you, you get a sense when a fight's gonna be big. And I wasn't feeling it for this one. But Will Dinnerite was, and uh, I guess he got disappointed. Yeah, well, like Nate against um Connor. Well, yeah, definitely Nate against Connor. Though, those are huge. I'm talking Nate against Masvidal, like the BMF belt. You, you you knew you felt it. Yeah, that was gonna be the like, cause you you can feel it. You you have a general sense of what a card's gonna do, exceptional. But um, I mean the only thing I was given the you know the benefit of the doubt is because of the you know, the whole situation that we're in now with COVID and everything. Mm-hmm. Maybe more people are just home watching it, you know, silently or whatever, but, you know, it is what it is, though. Um, it would be interesting to see Khabib come back for one more, but if he doesn't, this is what it is. It's fine. We already gave him a send-off, so. Yep. Yep. Anywho. Um, I don't, I don't I'll talk about Jones anymore. Never mind. <laughs> he did a... Stir off a burglar from his house. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't know. Apparently, someone was breaking into his house. Well, his breaking into one of his cars, and he mm. he ran after them with a shotgun. And there's video footage of it. <laughs> really? Yep. And Jones is saying the guy's lucky that he 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 can't shoot a guy that's running away. Mm. So I would have shot him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Mm. Hey, you gotta protect what's yours. I can't get him wrong. You know? I can't get him wrong for that. But as much as I just like him, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it's kind of seven years ago, but I guess if not his fault. They're, they're pulling him back into into all that. So mm-hmm. <laughs> poor guy. Yeah. Ah, whatever. I think that's pretty much it for this card. I mean, this pretty much covered everything UFC. Mm-hmm. Um. Definitely check out uh, this weekend's card, of course. Should be a ton of fun. Got some so some notable ones in there. You know, Claudio Gadea is fighting on that card as well. Yeah, I'm looking forward um, to that fight. Ian um, Heinish. I like him as well. He's fighting on that card, so. A couple of people, a couple of notable fights. Um, definitely worth checking out. And, um, yeah. That's pretty much it for us. Um, we're going to go ahead and head out. 
You guys uh, be good to each other. Stay safe out there. I think we're almost out of this COVID thing. Um, so that's good news. Uh, be sure to vote. Um, mm-hmm. Elections are tomorrow. So yep. be sure to vote. Get your votes in. Get that done. That's important. So get that done. Stay safe. Vote wherever you want. Whoever you want. Isaac Boys, out. Thank you.